Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham Presents with me, your host, Valerie, and coming to you from the much-anticipated 2021 Moon Tower Comedy Festival. My sometime co-host, Miss Purrington, is resting at home. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy, including those passing through Austin for festivals. Follow Comedy Wham on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Where aren't we? In addition to podcasts, Comedy Wham! brings you articles, album reviews, a monthly show on first Tuesdays at Hobson Time in Lakeway, and an events page for live shows in Austin and Houston. If you're a comic in those cities and want your show featured on the calendar, go to the events page and click Submit a Show to complete the short survey. Now, let's get back to our podcast. We hope you'll rate and review us. With over 200 interviews since its launch in 2016, the podcast is your anthropology lesson in Austin comedy, bringing you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and will usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. Today we are recording live on location at the beautiful Driscoll Hotel. Uh, I'm talking to, for the record fourth time, the best roadie of the goddamn comedy jam, Mosh Pit, who apparently has a very sordid history with uh, Dolce Sloan. Maybe we'll talk about that. (laughs) So many things have changed since we last talked to our guest. He's a new dad. That's probably the most important thing in his life. Uh, he had his 2020 debut special family reunion come out. It is available on lots of streaming platforms. I caught it on Amazon Prime. Uh, he is constantly headlining venues across the country, which is now like such a big deal compared to our very first chat, where that was just starting to happen. And he has an amazing new hit podcast, The Scissor Brothers, with Stevie Weeby. And now, Comedy Wham presents our guest for a fourth record time, Jeremiah Watkins. It's good to be breaking records. It's good to be here. <laughs> Welcome back to Texas. Thank you. Uh, well, you were just here, actually, in Addison, up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yeah, I just did a weekend at the Addison Improv just a couple weekends ago. Yeah, yeah. and uh, seeing you and watching you get more and more headlining shows, it's like really cool. Like I, I was talking to a comic last night who grew her comedy chops in Austin and now she's you know got all the Comedy Central HBO credentials and it's so cool to watch somebody like blossom. Sure. And I think by you being based in LA and working at the comedy store you were already blossoming when we first met, but now it's like, it keeps going, bigger and bigger. That's the goal. That's yeah. the goal, yeah. A lot of people thought I worked at the comedy store. I never worked at the comedy store, huh. um, but I was there so much that people are like, well, this guy's got to work there because he's <laughs> literally, he doesn't leave. Um, so, yeah, my first few years at the comedy store, a lot of people were like, so how long have you been a door guy here? And I'm like, no, I just, I'm here, I'm, I'm studying, I'm watching, I'm learning, and I'm just trying to soak everything up like a sponge. Yeah, and yeah. That, that whole learning aspect to you is, I, I can't believe I did this. I think I was focusing on new things in my introduction of you, because one of the things that you've done for a long time is a podcast that focuses on what you've learned, the Breaking Out podcast was a big, you know, big project, and then it 
kind of shifted into Jeremiah Wonders. Yeah, building years of Jeremiah Wonders. Oh, building years, sorry. All good, all good, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, and now I'm doing Jeremiah Wonders and Scissor Bros at the same time. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And I was thinking about this because for uh, many years I knew you not just as the roadie for, for Goddamn Comedy Jam, but as the band leader for Kill Tony. Of course, yeah. And uh, I was thinking that since basically that show moved here to Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. there's like this creativity that you were needing to express. Oh, of course. Oh, no, that's honestly, um, who knows if Scissor Bros would have been born if if yeah. if uh, the move with Kill Tony in Texas had happened because yeah. I was fulfilling that much needed thing creating new characters every week and like really putting my effort into that and then when that time opened up I'm always looking to fill my schedule and time with something yeah. new and creative and that's kind of you yeah. know well I, I noticed too that you were a lot more focused on putting out sketch videos mm-hmm and you've done quite a bit, a lot, with people that I've seen you perform with through the wave or uh, just guests of, of uh, Jeremiah Wonders. And uh, I'm loving the guy who gets fired. I'm butchering every reference. It's all I'm... good. I mean, yeah, with Josh Wolf. Yeah, we yeah. got this uh, How to Get Fired uh, series that we're, we're basically doing. Yeah, yeah so... Um, I guess if I'm if I'm ever going to get to a question here, which I don't think I have so far, is, um, and I usually wait till the end. Is what is the trajectory looking like for you? Because last year changed so many things changed for you, with becoming a dad, uh, the change in, in responsibilities with the, the that show, or Kill Tony, and then Scissor Brothers blowing up, like. Has something shifted in, in your mind about what you want to, how you want to pursue your career? Uh, really, the main thing is, uh, you know, it's a phrase that we all know, but the working smarter, not harder thing uh, really applies to my life now, especially that I'm a dad, because mm-hmm. as you know, as a parent, uh, you have to be a little bit more selective with what you commit to and what you give your time to because time becomes a little bit more precious in a different way than it was before. Yeah. Where I've always been a hustler as far as like the comedy scene, but like I've had to start to be a little bit more selective with how I hustle. Yeah. There's If I'm not really into it or passionate about the idea, it's not going to happen anymore. It's not going to be like, a, yeah, we'll give it a shot. It's like, no, like, yeah. I got to focus. Like, otherwise, like, yeah. you know, plates start falling and, and you know, I'm yeah. always spinning plates. But, yeah, it's definitely uh, trying to be a little bit more savvy with my time rather than just uh, saying yes to everything. Because that's what I did uh, for years and years. I've literally said yes to every single thing that I've been asked to do and yeah. tried to knock it out of the park as much as I can. And now I just got to be a little bit more uh, focused on what... I want to be successful and hopefully have those individual projects thrive. That's the goal. Yeah. One of the things that I that I like being, uh, I like is you had a joke for, and I, I haven't seen you do a full set. Last night I got to see you host, which was really cool. Uh, <laughs> but years back you had a joke about how your wife was trying to uh, make you start a family. Uh-huh. And you were very adamant against it. Now, of course, that's a stage thing. Sure. Do you think that 
part of that joke was you mentally preparing for that day where you would say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my family, so I better start mentally preparing for saying no to everything that's thrown at me." Sure. I mean, that joke. Uh, I know which one you're talking about. I told my wife, I go. You can't get pregnant until I record that joke because it's a really good joke, <laughs> and I I need this I need to put this on a special like, and I did it so that's how I closed my uh, my special on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, honestly, there's a lot of jokes that didn't make the cut that where literally I'm, it's me working through the therapy of like I think this is gonna happen like I think I'm gonna become a dad like literally a bunch I had a bunch of different jokes of me on that mental journey to kind of committing to that idea and committing to the fact that like this is going to be the new me yeah so yeah so referring back to last night and seeing you host i didn't hear dad jokes is jeremiah jeremiah going to do dad jokes i have a lot of dad jokes actually uh i just liked them too much where i was like i'm hosting and i'm not gonna let this crowd have them because uh when i host a show uh there's certain jokes uh, a little behind the scenes that as a comic you get a little selfish and you're like this crowd doesn't deserve ah. this because they're not ready for a show yet yeah. and why are, why is this crowd going to make me feel worse about a joke that I really like yeah. so you know if I'm doing a normal set in the middle of the show or if I'm headlining you'll get to see that side of me and uh, that's you know that's part of the good stuff that's yeah. what you you know <laughs> pay to come see me on the road headline you know <laughs> right <laughs> oh my gosh speaking of that this obviously is going to be all over the place uh, your last sta- uh, headlining show before the shutdown, my son and I came to see you in, in San, San Antonio. Antonio. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> and it was, I, I've, I know I've said this every single time we've sat down, but the, the, the growth that I've been able to see as a fan is really cool. And uh, your crowd work was really great then. And what I got to witness last night was oh my gosh the hosting the crowd work you know you walked into the crowd with your wireless mic and you you know you talked to people and it was like oh my gosh it's uh it's very cool to see you host stand up on the spot which we'll get to see at moon yeah, tower on uh, uh, saturday yeah how how do you think hosting has changed for you well for example last night to be on to be completely honest i really don't agree to host other people's shows uh anymore because the problem is is i'm a high energy comic and i will do well in that spot compared to a comic who's low energy who won't get the show going yeah so like i always find it as my duty you know to kick off the show a lot of energy and make sure i'm setting up the rest of the comics for success that's yeah. what a host is supposed to do um, but the problem is, is if I agree to do that, that's all people want you to do because they're, it's hard to host. It's not an easy yeah. job. So um, with Stand Up on the Spot and stuff like that and the show that you saw last night, I really went into it with like, I'm going to do exactly what I want. Like, this is not going to be... I tried to not treat it as a conventional host set and I tried to be a little bit more weird and do what I want to do and I think it paid off to be honest because I don't think that I would have made that bold of a choice even five years ago doing comedy so just kind of going through the crowd and kind of just feeling them out doing bits in between with you know different audience members and stuff it made it 
feel more like a cohesive show because I was like having fun with it. Yeah. yeah. Rather than like, all right, I'll tell one joke in between each comic, bring the next comic up, and that's the show. Thanks so much for coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it was one of the first shows of a festival that is much beloved, and you, in a sense, were setting the tone for the evening. Like my, sure. I was excited to, you know, I, I wasn't worried about, oh, you know, the whole. Is everybody wearing a mask or not wearing a mask? Like yeah. you distracted me from the worrying. Oh, of good. The first I mean, that's the goal, back. especially with this the festival this year. It's you know, it's a different animal this year because mm-hmm. people are way more heightened and they're not used to being uh, out in public and they're trying to relearn and kind of recalibrate to just being around people again. Yeah. And you had to play the balancing act because you knew you were uh, you were having a child. And yet you were going out on, uh, you were traveling, you were going to perform at, at shows at maybe states that, you know, like the state of Texas, that's a little more... More relaxed. More relaxed, shall yeah. we say, you know, for better or worse. Uh, California has very good statistics. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how did you navigate the... Do I go out? Do I, am I putting it, my family at risk? You know, it was a conversation that obviously my wife and I had, and it was, uh, it's how I make money, you know? So there's sometimes, you have to weigh the options, but also when I went out on the road, I've been pretty fortunate uh, to not get sick with COVID on the road and uh, I'm vaccinated now but it's one of those things where before that was available I treated when I flew and uh, when I was on the road like that was still part of the job I'm not I wasn't going out and being stupid and partying after the shows and that's how you're going to get COVID like is being around people who also are not caring and they're just being kind of careless so I treated the whole thing like, you know, not just the shows, but also like I didn't do any meet and greets and I did a lot of precautionary things where I was like, just in case my wife's pregnant, I'm not going to be doing this. And we just had a conversation. She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. And just, you know, she just remind me, she's like, just make sure that like you're being as safe as possible because yeah. I do have our baby inside me yeah. right now. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. So tell me about the birth of the Scissor Brothers. So, Stevie Weeby, as he's uh, known by the general public, I, I just call him Steve, uh, but uh, I've known him for years um, through Bobby Lee, because I used to open for Bobby Lee on the road, okay. and so he introduced me to his brother forever ago, um, and we it was just we hadn't really hung out, Steve used to do open mics and stuff like that, so I'd kind of see him around a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would hang out at the comedy store every once in a while, but it wasn't, he wasn't really like fully invested into the comedy scene. So I really wouldn't see him around that much, but I knew who he was through his brother. So we always like hit it off a little bit and I decided to have him on my podcast, Jeremiah Wonders. And, um, right away, the first episode, people were like, you guys have amazing chemistry. You should seriously consider starting a podcast. And me as an improv guy uh, it's a nice compliment that I've been paid but I've heard that compliment anytime there's I have good chemistry with somebody and I'm like mm-hmm. I think the improv is just good I don't know if it's, it's a sustaining yeah. a full series between two people kind of thing yeah 
and uh, we kept doing each other's podcasts and every time we did each other's podcasts it would become more, more and more comments they're like no seriously you guys have to start a podcast together we're like alright alright and um, the, the actual name Scissor Bros comes from he saw a pair of scissors at my place that he's like I have that pair of scissors too and I go oh we're Scissor Brothers oh and uh, in that episode, uh, we to really tie in for Scissor Brothers, we we cut each other's pubic hair with the scissors, and instead of like a blood pact, it was a you know it was a, it was a pubic hair pact uh, with scissors. So that's how we became Scissor Bros. Is uh, it's through that? That's the, where the name and everything comes from. And so we kept doing each other's podcasts, and finally, uh, I had this idea to do this parody. Uh, called Good Friends because uh, Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee have a very successful podcast called Bad Friends and I was going to do it uh, uh, like I literally like we designed a set at, in my in my garage after we moved specifically for Scissor Bros so people would buy into the fact that we were because it was going to be a one-off uh-huh. but I wanted people to buy into the fact that like no I think they really are calling this show Good Friends uh-huh. so I linked up with the animator and the editor for Bad Friends and I said hey I've got this idea what do you think and uh, her name's Jenna Sunday and she helped us kind of concoct this idea she got us the exact animator to do in the same style of animation I looked up the guy who did their theme song and I said can you do a Good Friends version I literally photocopy like of everything to make it just more like literally the opposite version of their show it's like a bizarro bad friends yeah and she's like i said okay i'm gonna release it at this time she goes well what if you release it on april fool's week because she gave me the inside tip she goes uh they're doing a a two bears one cave and bad friends swap cast where they're gonna do podcasts on each other's sets and it's gonna be an april fool's joke so she said you'll get a ton of traffic if you do it the same week because it'll feel like it's all tied in. Yeah. So you looked on YouTube, and the way the algorithm hit, it literally was Bad Friends, it was Two Bears, One Cave, and it was this new Scissor Bros podcast called Good Friends. So our first episode, literally, I mean, it, it got so much traffic, and people were like, is this real? Like, we hope this is real because we love this show. And luckily, that first episode, Steve and I were both on our game, and we had a really fun episode together. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, we're like, uh, we talked with with, uh, Bobby and Santino, and and I think that they kind of want, they didn't really want us to be like under their umbrella because we, you know, we were really doing like an exact kind of copy of of Bad Friends. And we're like, no, 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 well, like, we're going to change it. It was just an April Fool's joke. So we changed it to Scissor Bros because people who had been following us had already known us kind of as that, like, over the years. And we switched to Scissor Bros. A week later, we got literally all the handles, the YouTube stuff. Like, we went into work mode right away. And uh, that episode came out uh, the day uh, my uh, the day after my son was born. So it was like, it was all at once. Wow. It was all at once. Wow. And then you have a hit on your hands. Right, and then you have to sustain it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're super proud of the fact that um, it's been five months, and uh, we're, we've are we already hit over 50,000 subscribers on YouTube, which, as you know, is a really hard feat to do. Yeah. It took me, for example, my personal channel, my Jeremiah Watkins channel, it literally took me 
since 2005 to 2021. So, so like almost six, 15, 16 years to get 50,000 subscribers on my personal channel. Now, I've learned a lot over the years of how to work social media and stuff like that. So, obviously, that comes into play a lot and just traction of doing other podcasts. But, like, that gives you an example. Like, that's crazy yeah. in a short amount of time for that to happen. Right, right. So, we're, we're pretty stoked. And I'm, I'm, it's Steve's first time in Texas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a fun live Scissor Bro show. we got some fun stuff planned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I, I know I wrote you early on because I... Some of the challenges are, I know. are a bit rough. They're gnarly. <laughs> They're a bit rough to listen to. And I, to this day, I can't watch them. I can only listen. So I know I'm missing out on a huge part of the, the, the podcast. Oh, if you listen to Scissor Bros and don't watch it, you're literally <laughs> losing out on about, I'm not even kidding, probably 50% of the jokes that are going on. Yeah. It's such a, because it's... It's very highly edited and a lot of special effects and stuff like that too. Yeah. So it's a very it's a very visual yeah. medium. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, I'll I'll, just, I'll see if I can overcome. How about my... you? How about you watch it until the challenge? That's what my Maybe wife does. Yeah, she turns smart. it off at the challenge because oh, it's towards the end smart. of the show anyway. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, you are. Uh, I think as of today, I know tomorrow there will be a new episode that drops. Yes. And that will be your twenty sixth episode, if I uh-huh. remember. Yeah. And it got a little heated. Uh, in the last few because there was like this massive challenge and I really thought oh well this podcast is over <laughs> and I don't know if I want to reveal because I want people to you know go and binge because oh, it's only 25 yeah 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 for sure <laughs> it's still a fairly new podcast and it might have been for you know for dramatics but it was like it was powerful it was palpable that you were like okay I think I've been pushed to my <laughs> Oh yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. We had to address some stuff. We had to yeah. address some stuff on the show, and it was, you know. And I actually uh, like that you did that because one of the things that is nice about this podcast is the friendship comes through. Like you could tell you have each other's back. Oh yeah, I mean, we're the the episode that we're putting out tomorrow is like we literally are traveling on the road. He came with me to Vegas, and it's like it's literally two buddies on a road trip, and yeah. we documented it. And we did tons of clips to cut to in between the podcast, and it's. It's one of my favorite episodes that we've done, and uh, we're kind of figuring out, like, if people like that, like, we'll try to start doing more live shows and stuff like that, because it's just a different, it's a very different vibe, though, so it's, you know, we'll see. Yeah. You did a technical live show. We did. So. We did kind of like a soft run, kind of, Mm -hmm. to feel that out. Yeah. And and the the venue, which you know, the Velve, is a fairly small, intimate venue, so it's going to be a really nice setting. I think so, and and I've been told that we're sold out, so it should be it should be a fun oh, show. I, I gotta get a, I gotta make sure I get in early then because. Oh yeah, you if know, you have your badge, yeah. you should be you should be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I I was really uh, my my heart was warmed when uh, la- going back to the show that you hosted last night. When you came up, somebody did the Scissor Brothers. I don't know if you caught that. Oh, uh, it's been it's you know it's kind of crazy. Like since we started the podcast, um, I would say, I'm not even I'd probably say about eighty to ninety percent of audiences that I do, there's one person that are doing scissors in the crowd. Yeah, they're doing that that arm motion that we do on the podcast, and it's that's crazy because there's been some cities where it's a lot of people doing it, and I'm like, this is getting. <laughs> wild and you know and we're gonna do it tomorrow night uh for the live podcast and that we're gonna have a whole room of people doing that so that'll be really exciting yeah yeah one of the things that i know about you is that that hustle mode that work mode 
I know you've got this, the the video series that you're doing, and you, you're doing a lot of you have been doing a lot of videos. Mm-hmm. Do you find it? Uh, do you have to remind yourself that okay, I have this one thing that is totally blowing up right now, but I need to make sure I balance all of the things that that I'm good at. So with the video series, which are great, mm-hmm. like. I don't think I'm asking this right. Like, is it... Do you have to remind yourself, okay, yes, Scissor Bros is super big, super exciting, it's blowing up, but I can't be consumed by by it. Yeah, I mean, I've never uh, had the mentality of putting all your eggs in the one basket because I don't, I mean, you know, for whatever reason in life, I feel like you can be let down really hard if you do that. And I feel like I've... um, you know, I think I, that I've, I've done that with some projects in the past and I look back and I'm like, you know, I, I could have been spending my time a little bit differently in different places. So uh, I think it's super important to be showcasing the other stuff that I want to be doing outside of Scissor Bros. The goal is, you know, the common thread out of all the times we spoke that is still constant is uh, I still want to do a sketch show. I still, you know, whether it's my own, whether it's a medium like an SNL or something, yeah. like that's still a goal out of all the mediums of stuff that I'm doing so like that's why I've tried in the last couple of years to really put out some more sketches so people only know what you show them and what you spoon feed to them yeah. they literally will be like oh I didn't know you do that until you literally it's in their feed they're following you and yeah. like oh there you go oh he's good at that yeah. okay so you know when we're putting out these sketches and stuff uh, Josh Wolf like even I've had like for him like I've had multiple people be like, he's a pretty good actor. Like he like, and I'm like, yeah. So it's like, a, you know what I mean? It's like, like maybe some people didn't know that he's actually good. So it's like, it's a free showcase. Like if you're putting out stuff that you love, yeah. Like you never know who's gonna be watching. Yeah, those sketches are so funny. And and when he appears on Jeremiah Wonders, those are some of my favorite. I love episodes. our banter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's just super. We just have fun, good chemistry, and good vibes. Like every time we hang, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you are back here at Moon Tower with a goddamn comedy jam. It's just mosh pit for this for this jam. I know. I'm missing Razor Blade. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Scordis wasn't able to make the trip this time, but yeah. well, we, we got a gig uh, coming up in L.A. that we're going to be doing, so I'll be excited to see him soon. Yeah, yeah. We were uh, excited that we saw Avery because we, you know, we in the past Avery was listed on you know the performers. I know. And when we showed up to the jam, it's like Avery's here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure for that first time to be back at the festival with the comedy jam, that you want your whole team to be there. Of course. Yeah, uh, it's you know it's just been a weird year with everybody where. Uh, you know, some of the festivals and stuff that we have coming up, we it's it's different, you know, it's kind of a Frankenstein, different, like, it's, we used to say this uh, all the time with, like, roast battle and stuff, is like, uh, it's like a, a very Wu-Tang kind of thing, like, sometimes you're not going to see all the members of the, of the band, but, like, it's still going to be fun and good and different every time. So that's kind of how we look at the jam, it's like, not everybody's going to be able to make it out of the core group every time, but we're still going to put on a great show. How did it feel last night for the... I. This was the first time. We did one at the comedy store. Okay. Um, right. And that was good. Uh, except, I uh, learned a little bit of a lesson as a, as we're talking about juggling stuff. 
uh, I couldn't finish that show because I got so dehydrated. Oh no! So I literally was. Uh, I went into shock backstage and I was shaking and I had to like down tons of water and like I was like it was real weird. I've never had that happen oh, wow. before. Like I didn't. I wasn't probably lack of sleep and probably just me going a little bit too hard and me not drinking enough water before the show and during the show they didn't restock the water so it was one of those things yeah 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 Yeah, uh, the aging thing is is, uh, interesting like I I happened to snap a picture of Josh uh, riding you know a a wave in the crowd last night during the jam and I thought how much longer is he gonna oh of crowd surfing or something like that yeah sure sure yeah who knows? He's a rock star at heart. He could be Keith Richards, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and he, he joked that, you know, he's only going to be able to do this for two more years. I'm like, no, because it's in your blood. I, I don't know. think he's... <laughs> it's in his DNA to be, a, to be a rock star. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's already had surgery, I think, to, you know, help his vocal cords. Of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, what, what, uh, what do you want to do next? Leading up to that sketch show that you're you're gonna do, I want to see. We're testing right now. Uh, we're testing the format right now for Scissor Bros to see if live is a sustainable thing that we can do on the road. Because you know, if if the show keeps growing as we hope it will, I would love to do like a one Scissor Bros on the road, and then the rest is stand up shows for the weekend and get Steve comfortable enough where he's doing at least a five minute, seven minute set during these shows, even if he's just telling stories to kind of grow his confidence and, yeah. and get in that routine. Uh, that's what our buddy um, Brendan Schaub, how he kind of got into stand-up with, uh, with oh, yeah. on the road. They were doing live, like Fighter and the Kids yeah. and stuff like that. And then it literally, he started doing stand-up, like guest spots on Callum's shows and, and now he's headlining yeah. everywhere. So, yeah. 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 Um, I think I've run out of any questions, so I just want to talk. Sure, <laughs> sure, of course. Uh, for anybody that's listening, what are some pointers that you you give? I would say that. I mean. After a while, you kind of start giving the same advice that was just given to you that sometimes feels very generic and very general, but it kind of makes sense once you're once you're in it. Uh, is just make sure that you are uh, along the way really savoring the moments that are difficult and when you are just trying to put money together with a friend for like a meal at a late night diner. Uh, just memories along the way that... It's not always going to be that hard, but you look back and those are some of the best and favorite memories like along the way. Is uh, which is real interesting about like you know you've been doing these check-ins with me, so you you get to see like along the way like you know how hopefully each year is like kind of progressing and stuff like that. So uh, I, I would say that is is just uh, it may be it may be hard while you're in the thick of it, but just be positive about it and. Uh, that part, that chapter will be over soon enough, and you'll be on to the next one. But you'll you'll cherish that time when you were really down and in the thick of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is this has become a nice anthology that you know we've seen your career over the last four times that, that we we've, sure. we've talked together and um, with this one because scheduling it was more last minute than any of the others. I'm like, oh, are we getting to that point where like he's. He's so big that he's not going to have time to do these check-ins. It's my goal to be able to do the check-ins, even if they, even if they become shorter every yeah. year. You know what I mean? No, it's my goal to, to get, stay consistent with that, Valerie. So. As I chase you down the street <laughs> to your headlining uh, at the Paramount here in Austin. <laughs> Jeremiah, how's it going? <laughs> um, no, I love our check-ins. <laughs> Uh, one of the things that I would also impress upon people about you is, you know, the, there is no there's no guidebook to how to be a comic, but one of the things that has always been true about you is you can be nice. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely along the advice if if you're asking for advice or pointers, just please be nice to everybody along along the way. You, all these people, and you might not. Here's the thing. Some of the people that you're coming up with as a comic, or you can go with this uh, along with coworkers at the company, you may not like them, or you may not like their comedy, but you would be surprised like how long these people are going to be your coworkers. So it's super important, like from day one, to be nice to everybody and just be a good person because it will come back to bite you. That's a real karma thing that I see happen with with other comics, and it's unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, it's, it sounds simple, but like. You gotta be nice to people uh, behind you that are coming up, and the people who you know are technically above you in your class or whatever you want to call. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love these chats. Uh, one of the things that I have done with my podcast is I ask a, a word to describe your past, a word to describe your future, and uh, I will revisit yours. Yeah. So in our first episode, your password was happy. Okay. And your future was eclectic. All right. Been doing that. And then last year, I forgot to ask you your password. Your past word. I'm not going to ask you for your password. But your future word was tumultuous. Interesting. Yeah. That is an so interesting that was one. 2019. And I mean, I predicted the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I did. <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, do you want to put a prediction on? I'm, or not a prediction? Do you do you want to uh, memorialize a, a, a future word for yourself? Future word for myself. Uh, I will just say balanced. That's such a shift. Eclectic, tumultuous, mm-hmm. balanced. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the the parenting is is uh, sure. zenning you out. Sure. Well, I know you have a very, very busy schedule. Is there something that we haven't talked about that you want to share with our our tens of listeners? No. Um, you know, uh, I'm just excited for... Uh, uh, I'm always excited for what's to come. And, and, uh, and uh, I appreciate uh, how supportive you've been of me over the years. I literally... I think I end up randomly thinking of you a lot because I print <laughs> I 
printer. I, that you printer. have to tell me if it ever breaks down. I'm buying you another one. Uh, Valerie was very kind and years ago brought me bought me a, a laser jet printer. And I'll tell you what, that printer is so good. Like we have, like we'll just it lasts so long in between the times we have to, to switch out uh-huh. the the cartridges. And I use it like I literally I use it to print out voiceover sides for acting stuff for you know sketch stuff for writing songs so like you're, you know you're ran- I randomly <laughs> thinking of you a lot when I'm, I'm, I'm printing stuff so it was, it was probably the best gift you could have got me <laughs> I'm so happy to play that part yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright well uh, that is a wrap on Comedy Wham presents Jeremiah Watkins volume 4 thank you uh, tell us where we can find you on social media and promote, promote. I'm at Jeremiah Stand Up on all social media, jeremiahwatkins.com if you want to come see me live on tour. And then I got two great podcasts called Scissor Bros and Jeremiah Wonders. Check them out. Yeah. And we hope that you've enjoyed learning about how Jeremiah got to be the comedic genius that you heard today. But make sure that you listen to his volume one, two, and three so that you can get a perspective of how careers change and evolve and grow. Uh, This has been Comedy Wham! Presents Jeremiah Watkins. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you, Jeremiah. Thank you.